Well, howdy, Hootah Thunkers. This is your host, Zeb, of the Hootah Thunkin' Podcast. Back on with my good mic. I guess the wire wants to work this time. So hopefully I sound a little better than the past couple episodes. Looking to buy a new wire, you know? Um, and if you want to help out with the podcast, um, too bad. I don't want to make money off of this. Maybe sometime in the future. But right now, still doing it for free. So hope you enjoy. This is episode 79 called Hydrogen Cars. We'll get into that in just a moment. First, I want to start out with my usual recommendation segment. <clears throat> I'd like to recommend the band ABBA. Yeah, that ABBA. The uh, the one that plays Dancing Queen. You know, that song. But I'll tell you, they have a lot of other bangers like Fernando and Chiquitita. So ABBA, they're great. They always seem to get my my big fat ass moving. Um, they know how to hit the good rhythm. And I've recently been listening to Chikatita, their song Chikatita at the gym. And every time that beat drops, I'm pushing the treadmill up to seven plus miles per hour for a good jolt of powerful, positive energy. So I highly recommend you check them out. So this is like the first song that's got me to run in the treadmill instead of just walk on a really, really fast paced walk because <laughs> I hate running. But it feels good running to Chik- Abba's Chikatita. So it's a great band. You probably heard of them already, but... They don't just do Dancing Queen. They have other bangers. Now, for the main event, I just want to do a quick disclaimer about this main event here, Hydrogen Cars. I used a bunch of sources for this episode, and you can find those at the bottom of the blog post. And I used the, but I used one source heavily, heavily, and that is a YouTube video titled Why Hydrogen Cars Flopped. Bit of a spoiler alert there about where this episode is going to go, but um, the title is called Why Hydrogen Cars Flopped by Donut Media. Their video is also on the blog post, and I just wanted to give credit where credit is due, you know. Uh, now, I don't remember where I was when this happened, but I know it was with my mother, my mommy, and it was in the past year or so that we pulled into a gas station. I'm just sitting there, and I saw a pump that had a blue handle, and it simply read hydrogen above it. Now, I've heard of electric cars and your typical gasoline guzzling fuel cars, but I had never heard of hydrogen fueled cars before. I was baffled. And I remember saying to my mom, like, what the heck is a hydrogen car? And I think we were somewhere maybe in Maryland or something. I don't know. Uh, But I haven't seen one since and I'd never seen one before. That was just in the past year that I saw that pump. After digging into the topic, looking up some stuff for this week's episode, I felt a bit embarrassed by the fact that I'd never seen one before because this technology has been around since the 1800s and has been getting billion-dollar funding grants from the U.S. government as recent as the Bush administration. That's the little Bush. Bush W. The good Bush. No, the one one I was only alive for. I wasn't alive for Bush Sr. So what is the tech behind hydrogen cars? Now, I find out that hydrogen cars are powered by what's called fuel cell technology. And a fuel cell is a device that generates electricity by a chemical reaction. One great appeal of fuel fuel cells is that they generate electricity with very little pollution. Uh, Much of the hydrogen and oxygen used in generating electricity ultimately combines to form a harmless byproduct, namely water, H2O. Similar to battery, to a battery, a fuel cell is a device that produces electricity through an electrochemical reaction, a chemical reaction that generates electricity without any combustion. Unlike batteries, fuel cells don't run down or need recharging, as long as there's a constant source of fuel, in most cases hydrogen, and, and oxygen fuel cells will continue to generate power. While hydrogen is a common fuel source for fuel cells, it isn't the only one. Fuel cells can produce electricity using hydrogen-rich fuels such as biogas, natural gas, propane, methanol, and diesel. So that's a little bit about fuel cells. 
As I mentioned, fuel cells technology goes all the way back to the 1800s. Here's a little bit of history, like the origin. It was first invented in 1839 by a Welsh scientist, William Robert Grove. Um, what a classical name here. He was a Welsh judge, inventor, and physicist. I love that. Back in like the 1800s and prior, you had a ton of like Renaissance guys who held all kinds of titles like judge, inventor, physicist, painter, ballroom dancer, all that stuff. Meanwhile, there's me, <laughs> customer service rep and <laughs> po mini podcast maker guy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we have uh, William Robert Grove. He mixed hydrogen and oxygen in the presence of an electrolyte and produced electricity and water. However, the invention didn't produce enough energy or electricity to be useful at the time. So it didn't go very far for a while, but people circled back to it. Since Grove, NASA has used fuel cells to power onboard systems in their Gemini spacecraft. Those hydrogen fuel cells produce water as a byproduct, which the astronauts were then able to drink. So you had this little, it's awesome for NASA when you're in the middle of space and one of the most isolated, it is the isolate, most isolated place anyone's ever been, any human. You're up there, you have a power source and it gives off water, something that we need, astronauts need. So that was pretty awesome, pretty useful for NASA. Now, let's talk about the automotive industry, the actual hydrogen cars. The very first hydrogen car was made in 1966 by GM. It was the 1966 GM Electrovan uh, or the 1966 GMC Handyvan. It looked like a handyvan on the outside. Its insides were converted into what looks like a science lab of a new technology that appeared to look like a whiskey still of old. And I got a picture on the blog here. It's pretty neat. It does look like a, like a, like a gin still or something. It's pretty cool. And they put it in this, this, uh, GM van and it, it, I would love one of these vans, by the way, I just love vintage vans. The union carbide five KW fuel cell rated at a thousand hours of use was able to propel the GM electro van for top speeds of 63 to 70 miles per hour. Now those aren't killer top speeds but the fastest highway in my home state of pennsylvania only goes to 70 miles per hour so that's about all i would need really the electrovan also had a range of 120 miles so once you filled it up you got 120 miles that's it not great but that's not bad for back then not too shabby for 1966 because of the safety concerns the electrovan was only used on company property where it had several mishaps along the way so um, not commercially used. That is why when you Google search what the first hydrogen car, we just Google first hydrogen car, you get, quote, the first commercially produced hydrogen fuel cell automobile. The Hyundai iX35 FC EV was introduced in 2013 because that was the first to be commercially available. So all of you who like to fact check my podcast, um, yes, I said the first one was in 1966. When you Google it, it's going to say 2013 because that's the first commercially available one before you correct me. <laughs> this Now, this is how the fuel cell works. I'm going to break it down in a chemical way, and I'm it's – Last time I broke stuff down chemically in the explosives one, I bored myself saying it, but I feel like this one I, I got pretty good because I'm using that YouTube video. Here we go. Compressed hydrogen enters a pipe to a positive terminal, positively charged terminal in the fuel cell. Then oxygen from the atmosphere enters from a second pipe to the negatively charged terminal. The positive terminal is made of platinum that acts as a catalyst accelerating the chemical reaction. When the hydrogen atoms hit the platinum catalyst, they split into hydrogen ions. What are ions? Those are the, the electron and the protons part, okay? Now, hydrogen ions are just hydrogen atoms that have lost their electrons. Hydrogen just has one proton and one electron. It's the OG element. When you look at the periodic table of elements, it's the top left is the first one. It's just got one of each. So a hydrogen ion is just a proton. 
That's why it's so popular to use for these fuel cell technologies. The positive charged pro protons are attracted to the negative charged terminal on the other side of the cell. So they go through the electrolyte on their way to that negative charged terminal. Because the electrolyte is made of a special polymer, only the protons can pass through it. So now what's left is the electrons, right? They're free of their protons. They flow through the open circuit and head towards the motor. These electrons, their power, they power the motor and that makes the wheel spin, okay? So that's how it gets it to move, but that's not it yet. Here's the really cool part. Then the electrons travel back out of the motor and towards the negative terminal where they link back up with their hydrogen protons. And then the oxygen from the atmosphere mixes with those hydrogens to make H2O. That's water. So this high quality H2O comes out, high quality H2O comes out of the exhaust pipe and you can actually drink it. If you didn't get that reference there, you need to watch some Adam Sandler, okay? High quality H2O. Now, although I'd have a hard time trusting it, that, that drinkable water coming out of exhaust pipe, <laughs> you probably look like an insane person if you laid on your back underneath the car with your mouth open, tongue out, hoping to catch a small stream of water out of a car's exhaust pipe. So I don't recommend it. <laughs> if I saw my neighbor doing that, I would immediately get my phone out and put it all over Instagram and Reddit <laughs> because that'd be hilarious. Um, but maybe not after this podcast after researching this podcast if i saw someone doing that i'd be like is that a hydro is that a hydrogen car that's sweet man can i see it you know i'd probably nerd out over it now let's if these are so cool why aren't they everywhere right they're hydrogen cars why don't i see them everywhere well i, I told a few of my friends about this week's topic and they gave a response you know i asked what killed the hydrogen car my buddy said quote society banned those cars so they can get rich selling petroleum that's gas that was my buddy Corey from high school. And I found out that this is the general consensus of the conspiracy theory community when it comes to hydrogen cars. While I do think industries do sometimes kill superior technologies so they can keep making bank off of their inferior product, I'm not so sure that that is the case with the hydrogen cars. I did think so at first. That could be possible. And that does happen. And maybe it did happen a little bit. But I did some research and there, research, and there is a lot of going against these cars like a lot if some industry or society as a whole as Corey claims is actively trying to kill the hydrogen car they didn't have to try very hard there's a lot of other stuff a lot of other factors that go against it so here are some factors that attribute to the hydrogen car's downfall first environmental factors i said it's a car that makes water it's pretty cool right hydrogen fuel cell tech does run on hydrogen and gives off only heat and water as a byproduct that's true there is even air cleaning feature on these cars that claims to leave the atmosphere less polluted when it is running as opposed to when it's not which is crazy and pretty awesome i love the environment that got my eyes that got my eyebrows to go up like hey that's pretty neat just looking out at how these engines work hydrogen goes in and water comes out and you'd think they are great for the environment, but like all things in life, it's complicated, okay? I love saying that. Things are complicated, always more complicated than you think. Hydrogen doesn't exist on its own in nature. We have to make hydrogen, or H2, through a process called electrolysis, and that takes a lot of power. Water is taken to a special plant and separated to make H2. That is 75% efficient. So you're already moving out, losing out on some efficiency there, right? You have the electricity, you're turning it in, turning to use, to turn water just into H2, getting rid of the oxygen. Then the H2 is compressed, chilled, and transported to the fueling station. You're losing some efficiency in that process as well. As well. 
There, the H2 is put into a car, which turns the H2 back into electricity to power the motor, like I explained earlier. In the end, if you started with 100 watts of power of electricity at the plant, only 38 watts of that initial electric power is used to move your car. So that means the hydrogen engine is only 38% efficient. And it's like, okay, well, it's electricity. No, where did that electricity come from? Okay, this is what I always say when people are like, electric cars are so great. Yes, but where does that electric, electricity come from? It comes from natural gas, burning coals, burning coals, burning coal, burning natural gas, and nuclear energy. So the source of the power isn't coming out of thin air. And electricity doesn't, we don't just harness it from storm clouds or something. We have to burn stuff, which a lot of environmentalists will tell you that's not good. So you're already burning fossil fuels to make electricity. And then only 38% of that electricity from the fossil fuels makes it to the car. Sounds terrible, right? Well, hold on. It's not that bad. So if we could find a more efficient way to produce the H2 and get it to the hydrogen car, then we'd have the greatest environmental friendly mode of transportation possible other than like walking or a bicycle um, or maybe, you know, roller blades or roller skates. I still like roller skates, even though they're lame. But as things are now, it's not that great. It's, I mean, it, it could be better. It's only 38% efficient. For comparison, though, the traditional combustion engine, you know, your what we, you and I probably use, the gas engine, is only 25 to 35% efficient. So hydrogen cars, they do have them beat by a small margin. Hydrogen is better than gas. But the electric car, like Tesla, use electricity directly. You know, I explained they take a, for the hydrogen car, they take electricity, you turn it into hydrogen, hydrogen has to be transported, put into the car, and then that comes into electricity again, it goes back into water, right? Electric cars take electricity, keep it as electricity, put it in as electricity, okay? So it's a lot more efficient. They don't have to transform the electric power into something else, so they're staggering 80% efficient. So the electric car is crazy more efficient than the hydrogen car. They may not give off water, which is really cool, but they're way more efficient. The hydrogen car can be the environmental car of the future, but it needs a lot more research, resource, and time before it gets there, like infrastructure to make it work. Right now, it only marginally beats out the gas car and is left in the dust by the electric car, as it is now. And so that was the environmental factor. It gets worse, I'm going to tell you. But look on the blog. I do have some great graphs on there to explain how the efficiency works and everything um, complimentary of that YouTube video I told you about. The next factor is convenience or lack thereof. According to Wikipedia, as of 2021, there are two hydrogen cars of publicly available in select markets, the Toyota Mirai and the Hyundai Nexo. But um, what that's Wikipedia. What Wikipedia didn't say is that there's also a car called the Honda uh, Clarity, uh, which is available. So, you know, Wikipedia. There are three hydrogen cars right now. Only three cars to choose from. Not a very convenient selection. In mid-2021... There are 48 open retail hydrogen stations in the United States. 48, okay? Additionally, there are at least 60 stations in various stages of planning or construction. Most of the existing and planned stations were in California, with one in Hawaii and 14 planned in northeastern states, where I live. So let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say those 60 stations that were being planned or constructed, let's just say they're finished construction. That is only 108 places to fuel up your car if you have a hydrogen car across one of the geographically largest countries on the planet, okay? If you spread them out evenly throughout the entire country, still not great. 
That is compared to the 150,000 petroleum gas stations available. You, you know, in a gas car, you have way more options to fuel up your car. I have one right down the street, three minute drive. I have no idea where the closest hydrogen station is. The last one I saw was like a year ago, and I can't even remember where the heck that was. It is disgustingly inconvenient to fuel up your hydrogen car. As things are now, it is literally impossible to travel across the U.S. with one of these cars. You can start in New York and make it all the way to about Ohio, maybe Michigan, until you would start running out of fueling spots, practically. But... If you planned it out perfectly and you only drove in the highway with the most efficient way, you might be able to make it to Missouri. Going the other way, traveling like from California to from the West Coast to the East Coast, you wouldn't even make it past Arizona before you'd find yourself stranded in the desert with no hydrogen fueling station in sight. So that inconvenient fact uh, alone kills the thought of wanting to buy one of these, for me at least. So uh, once again, got a great map that explains how little stations there are for this. Next is the price. After looking into hydrogen fuel cell technology, there are lots of benefits to this form of transportation. Um, like I said, the it does give off water and stuff, and, and if we had the infrastructure, it would be great. But the initial cost to switch over to this form of fuel kind of explains why they aren't all over the place already. First, there is the cost of the cars themselves. You have the Honda Clarity. That's a fuel cell, and it's uh, $58,490. I think I said earlier the Hyundai Nexo. It's either Hyundai or Honda. Gosh darn it. You're going to be mad. I'll, I say look it up, but I'm the podcast guy. I should look it up. It's either Honda or Hyundai. You're not going to buy one anyway. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the Honda or Hyundai Nexo, 60120 bucks, And then there's a Toyota Mirai. It's $49,500. That's the cheapest one. That's what I'm going to be using as my reference here for this. That's still fifty grand. i am not buying that. <laughs> my car, <laughs> which we'll get to in a bit, was <laughs> I think I bought it for like ten grand. Hydrogen fuel is much more efficient than gasoline, but it's also four times more expensive, roughly equivalent to about $16 a gallon. But if we were more accurate here, most hydrogen pumps don't measure by volume like gallons because what you're putting into your car, your car fuel cell, is pressurized hydrogen. So the price is more accurately listed as $16.50 per kilogram. That's weight. And it's the metric system, even in America. So, so kilogram. The total Mirai, or Toyota Mirai, has a five kilogram tank. So that's $82.50 to fill up your car. $82.50. <laughs> now, if you owe like a pickup truck, that makes sense, right? But because you're you you drive a gas guzzler, it sometimes does cost like 80 bucks to fill up your your you know F250. Not this isn't an F two fifty. This is a car. <laughs> it's, it doesn't perform like a truck, um, and that will last about four hundred miles. So eighty two dollars and fifty cents, four hundred miles. For comparison, my granny car, my two thousand fourteen Hyundai Elantra, has a thirteen point two gallon tank. So with gas costing like three dollars and nineteen cents a gallon right now, it would cost me forty two bucks and nineteen cents. To fill up my car with an average 32 miles per gallon in the Hyundai Elantra 2014, that is about 422 miles out of one tank. So, to fill up my gas Hyundai Elantra, which I would say is close, you'll see, we'll get to the performance, it's about the same. It's about half the price with roughly the same result. So, I'm paying $42 and I can drive 422 miles. The Toyota Mirai, it's $82.50, you get 400 miles. So, it costs a lot. It costs the double the price. The price to install a hydrogen fuel station is also pricey. So it's not just how you fill it up. It's how the gas stations have. It's how the infrastructure costs. 
Electric charging stations cost only fifty thousand dollars to install in a gas station. Traditional gasoline petroleum costs about three hundred thousand, so that is a lot. And and hydrogen fueling stations cost a whopping two million dollars to install. Two million dollars, okay? That is ridiculous. That is over four times what the gas one costs, and you know electric only costs fifty k. So there is some financial help. From the government via us taxpayers that incentivize companies to create more hydrogen cars and hydrogen fueling stations, but it's it's not enough. People aren't buying into it. It looks like hydrogen cars are dying. Okay, got some good graphs to compare on here. Check out the blog post. Now to performance. We're almost done. This is the last factor. More reasonably priced hydrogen cars、uh, like the two, 2021 Toyota Mirai performance is sad. It goes zero to sixty in nine point one seconds. Uh, that's boring. Top speed of 106 miles per hour. If you know how cars usually perform, that's not fun. It's not a fun. It's not a. Those aren't fun numbers. And it has a maximum range of about 623 miles. That's maximum if you're just on the highway, most efficient driving, on one hydrogen fill-up. For a comparison, that granny car of mine, the 2014 Hyundai Elantra, goes zero to 60 in 9.6 seconds. So roughly the same, about a half second off, a、uh, half second slower. But has a top speed of 120 miles per hour. So yeah, 106 top speed. That's that's laughable. Now there's the hydrogen sports car that is set to release in 2022, the Hyperion XP1. This thing's freaking sweet. Goes zero to 60 in 2.2 seconds. Top speed of 220 miles per hour. That I would love to get behind the the wheel of that baby. That's why I made the、uh, the podcast、uh, the image for this episode. Your that's the that's the cockpit. That's not, it's not the inside. That's the cockpit of this bad boy.、Uh, that's what's on the cover of this episode. It has a thousand mile range, not just four hundred. A thousand mile. It has a thousand horsepower. That's freaking sweet. I love it. I personally love how futuristic it looks. It does look like a Tron bike. It, it, it looks like a like a badass sports car. But that is not a car that. I can afford, and statistically speaking, it probably isn't something you can afford either. <laughs> no price has been listed for this yet because it hasn't come out yet. But you can bet the cost will be atrocious, like <laughs> way too much. I'll never afford it, and I'd be irresponsible to try. And I lied. There's one more factor: the competition. Real quick though, because this doesn't take hard to explain. Hydrogen fuel cell technology in a car was an exciting futuristic concept when it came out as a commercial possibility in 2013. It looked like hydrogen was the future for a hot second. Then, Elon Musk, with his giant South African brain and Tony Stark-like reputation, came along and left hydrogen cars in the dust. I love Elon, but he killed this <laughs> with his great business savvy in the electricity electric car. Electric cars like the Tesla got all the funding and research, while hydrogen car tech was left in the closet like toys from Toy Story 4. Yeah, the Tesla. Like I was talking about their performance. The Tesla is something that most people can afford, and it is kind of expensive. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to cost as much as the Hyperion sports car. And their zero to sixty is like three seconds instead of nine. So they're they're fun to drive. It's like driving a roller coaster. Hydrogen cars are soon to be a thing of the past. Not that they were really ever popular to begin with, but there is hope for this water-producing power source. Not in cars, though. City transit systems like buses are starting to use hydrogen, and there are plans in the works to make hydrogen-powered semi trucks, like the ones that travel around and bring all your fun. Amazon packages to you. Amazon themselves and other factories are starting to use hydrogen to fuel their forklifts and other equipment, and I love it. Byproduct water. 
the entire cities are looking to switch to hydrogen fuel cell tech. I would love it if like my home of my now city, Pittsburgh, used hydrogen to fuel everything. Less air pollution. I love it. I mentioned earlier that NASA used hydrogen fuel cells to make power and the water byproduct to, to let the astronauts, astronauts drink it. And tech companies are looking to manufacture heaters because they give off heat and water and generators for rural communities. So what do I think about hydrogen cars? Now, I would love to drive one of these puppies. Probably would never get the chance because they're so rare. And the one I really want to do is the Hyperion, that uh, sports car. Probably never get that chance. But can you imagine driving a car that gives off drinkable water? That'd be so cool. It'd be cool as hell. However, I would hate, I would hate having, owning a car and driving it. And you can only fuel up at a spot that is probably like an hour plus away. And I live near a major city. Uh, you would never be able to go anywhere. It's ridiculous. It's not practical. So... That is episode 79 on hydrogen-fueled cars. I hope you enjoyed. Um, tune in next week. I, you know, I put a little question on here. If you go, if you use this uh, on Spotify, you'll see a question. What should my next uh, podcast topic be on? Feel free to answer. And thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers. Hope you tune in next week. Catch you later.